from Wisconsin Public Radio and PRI, Public Radio International. It's to the best of our knowledge. I'm Jim Fleming. How do you know the place where you live? You can identify it by zip code, plot its coordinates on a map, navigate Google Earth to find it. But can you name your local rocks, flowers, and birds? Identify your frost hardiness zone. Do you know the myths and legends, the history and prehistory of the place you call home? The extent to which we know more about something, whether it's an old barn, a piece of land, a one-room school, is the extent to which we're going to take care of it. I think we all have a strong sense of place, a place that we call home, a place that we are deeply committed to. I'm deeply committed to the interior west, Utah in particular, specifically the Colorado Plateau. In this hour, sense of place and how to find it. From the farmlands of the Midwest to the Red Rocks of Utah to the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. At any given time, you've got bird sound all around you. And then you quickly realize that where you are, the chances of seeing anybody, you know, it's so remote. And how to make a city your own. There's something about going out there on foot in a strange city. Putting your foot on the ground of a new city or a new place of any sort makes it yours in a way that going on a guided tour or a bus or a car never will make it yours. Meet me at Cafe Sambal, number 43, Dohu Chi on the corner of Jiu Da Jie in the Dongcheng district. A sound walk through old Beijing later this hour. But first, let's head west to the Utah wilderness, where ecologist and writer Terry Tempest Williams has been writing about sense of place for years. In her most recent book called Finding Beauty in a Broken World, Williams explores sense of place through visits to three very different locations. The workshops of mosaic artists in Italy, a village for genocide survivors in Rwanda, and a wild prairie dog town in Utah. She told Steve Paulson it all began with a prairie dog biologist and the story of the prairie dog's language. There's a remarkable biologist named Khan Slobodchikov, and he has spent his lifetime studying the vocalizations of prairie dogs. What he has determined is that prairie dogs, with their systems of chirps, alert calls, alarm calls, can define, describe man with gun, man with gun who was here yesterday, man without gun, man with dog, man without dog, woman with red shirt, woman with green That's shirt. That's incredible. <laughs> I mean, it's not only incredible that they can do all this, but that he could figure this out. It's incredible. He really has dissected, deconstructed these sound bites, if you will, in radio language, and he's come up with over 100 words of vocabulary, a prairie dog vocabulary, and has found that they have a grammar all their own. When I asked him why he's doing this and what we can learn from this, in his own words he says, I'm hoping that this work will help show that prairie dogs and all animals are not just mindless robots that can be disposed of as vermin or property, but sentient beings that should be treated with empathy and respect. Now, you spent a couple of weeks in a, a what, a 10-foot-tall tower watching these prairie dogs. What, what was the most memorable part of that experience? Two things. 